Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Ashley Clark. Thanks, Maxie. Um, yeah, I am really excited to preach this morning because um, about two months ago, I was sitting on my couch at home one night and I was just praying and spending time with God and he just downloaded this message into my heart and into my spirit and that isn't something that normally happens. Like I don't normally get like a whole message um, and I just kind of prayed a really simple prayer and I said, God, if I ever get to preach that, um, it would be such an honour. And then the next day I'm standing down here worshipping in church and Dan leans over into my ear and goes, I really feel like God's telling me I need you to preach soon. And I was like, wow, God, that is um, such an honour. And um, I love the way God works. Let's just open in prayer this morning. Father, thank you for this house. Thank you for this family. This morning, we just want to position our hearts to hear from you. May our ears be open and our eyes be open to what you need us to hear this morning, Lord. Thank you, Papa. You're a good dad. Amen. All right, let's get into the Bible, 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 as Dan would say. Matthew 18, 12, 14. Verse 18, um, chapter 18, verse 12 to 14, sorry. And it's the parable of the wandering sheep. And it says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 on the hills and go in search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. And I think we can all relate to this story because we've all been in that position before where we were that wandering sheep and God sought us out. He seeked for us. He came to where we were at and he set us free. And isn't that awesome? And we need to reflect on that and we need to remember and we need to give thanks to him for seeking us out, searching for us, finding where we were at and giving us new life. But as I read this verse again, I read it about three times and I kept remembering all those little sheep out there in that world that need seeking out and need searching for because it is not the Father's will that even one of those should perish. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who were lost. It's that simple. We need to seek and save those who are lost. That is our responsibility. That is what we are called to do, to seek and to save those that are lost. And I also felt like sometimes... Um, as Christians, we can get so involved in these big events and churning out events. And please hear me, this, these events are not bad. We love these events. Souls get saved. That's what it's about. But sometimes we get so consumed with the numbers. It's like, oh, we've got 500 people at this conference. That's a good one. I felt like God say we need to make it a little bit more personal. 
we need to remember that it's about the one. We need to remember that if not for Christ, where would we be? You know, honestly, when I think about it, if I didn't have Christ in my life, I think I would be depressed. There would be such a big hole in my heart that I would be depressed. I would have um, thoughts about suicide. I just know it because without Christ, life is depressing. And when we think about one, when we break it down to one person, one life, one soul, one name, it changes everything. So let's stop looking at 500,000 and, and still celebrate that. But who are we? We're seeking out the one. Let's turn to Matthew 9:37 to 38. And it says, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. It's true. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So there's many Christians that don't go into the harvest. Come on, church. Let's be a church that enters the harvest. I feel like the Lord is saying, church, pray for the harvest. Enter into the harvest. It's just not one or the other. You pray into the harvest, you enter into the harvest. We're not just sitting at home praying and never going in. We're not just going in and never praying. It's both and. It's praying for the harvest, entering into the harvest. Come on, say it to your neighbor. Pray for the harvest, enter in the harvest. So good. I love that scripture. Um, I really want to share a video with you in a few moments. And just to let you know, it's a little bit graphic. So if you have little kids here, um, just want to give you some time if you want to take them out into the foyer. It's nothing like bad language. It's just um, a bit graphic with blood. <laughs> um, and I watched this movie um, literally before I got this message when I was sitting on the couch. So I want to share it with you. And it's Hacksaw Ridge. Um, which is an awesome movie about Desmond Doss, who was a Seventh-day Adventist um, Christian, and um, all his community was called to go into the war, and he had this strong conviction to not murder because he um, believed that was so against Scripture. And um, he still felt like he needed to enroll in the war and to do his part um, for his community. And so he enlisted as a, uh, as a paramedic, I guess, um, and he got mocked by his team when they were in their training route. He, um, he wouldn't lift a rifle, like he would not touch a rifle. And so he got abused. His whole team had to do laps and laps and laps around fields and um, drills because Doss wouldn't pick up a rifle, and they just gave it to him hardcore. Um, but he stayed firm, he stayed in his faith, and um, he believed that he could still serve with um, his Bible out in the battlefield. And so I want to show you a clip from that. Um, the battlefield took place on a top sheer 400-foot cliff covered in a deadly network of Japanese machine guns, nests and soldiers. The mission was thought to be near impossible and when, and when, when Doss's battalion was ordered to retreat, the medic refused to leave his fallen comrades. Let's check out the clip.
Okay, we got you. We got you. He was lowering the, each um, soldier that was wounded off the cliff with like a rope and he was just constantly going back. Like the clip that actually went for like about 10 minutes and he's going, one more, Lord, give me one more. And that night he saved 75 s- soldiers. And the reason it happened was because he was doing it one by one. Each time he was on the battlefield, plowing through, Lord, help me get one more. Come on, I know it's painful, but help me get one more, Lord. Come on, when it's uncomfortable, we just got to get on the battlefield and we just got to say, Lord, give us one more. This is what we're destined to do. Lord, just give us one more. I'm going to just quickly invite the ushers to start giving around a card. And when you you grab that card, just hold on to it. Um, I'm going to keep preaching for a little bit longer. But I just felt like sometimes as Christians, we need to remember it's going to be painful. It's actually going to hurt. There's a cost for Christ. And it's just about time that we get used to it. (laughs) Seriously, like... There's no way around it. I remember um, being in high school. I was about 16 and um, we did this thing at my school. It was a Christian in school, but there was about 10% Christian. And we did this thing called chapel and I kind of helped run it. And everyone knew I was Christian, like everyone in the school, um, that weird Christian chick. And I remember just being mocked and abused and... um, I actually got like cyber bullying at one stage and the the girl um, was so broken. She was so 
um, in such a bad place and she'd send these abusive messages to me all the time and I actually had to go and um, report it and she got expelled. But um, I remember waking up before school and just sitting in my bedroom and just praying for it. Because church, there's a hurting world out there and they don't know Jesus. So you better get on your knees and start asking the Lord for one more. One more. We better make it personal. Because if they don't have Christ, they don't have any hope. The awesome part of that story was that um, she actually got expelled and then somehow she got connected with Planet Shakers Church and um, I saw her about a year after she got expelled and she actually came up and apologised. <laughs> Glory to God. But I kind of wonder, like, if it wasn't for those mornings in my room praying for her. You don't know. You don't know. I also want to share just um, another quick story. It was... um. A few years ago at our first Empowered Conference and uh, we were listening to Todd White. It was like the second day and I remember sitting second row um, in like the middle of the aisle and all of a sudden I was busting to go to the bathroom and I was like, Lord, if I have to go, you better use me. You better use me for something out there because I'm missing Todd White and I was into it. And um, so I walk out of the auditorium and there is the longest queue for the women's bathroom. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I decided I'm going to walk to the other end of the auditorium where there was like another group. There was a ballet concert on. And so I walk through the auditorium and I walk past this guy just sitting on a bench, um, big dude. And God just downloaded all his love for um, him through me. Like I just felt this dense, thick love. And God said, go tell him how much I love him. I was like, got to go to the bathroom. And so I totted off and um, I was trying to buy time. I was like fixing my hair and um, I was like, God, if you're still there when I walk out, I'll tell him. But I was kind of like trying to waste some time. And God said, I can see you, Ash, get out there. And so I went out and I went up to this big guy and I said, hey, um, my name's Ash. I just really felt like I needed to come and tell you how much Jesus loves you. And I just started like pouring out my heart and saying, Jesus loves you, who died for you, who wants you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've been through. And the guy stands up. He's massive. And he's like, what? I was like, far out. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jesus loves you. He wants you. He's so desperate for you. And then the guy just goes, but you don't know what I've done. And he starts bawling his eyes out. He prayed the prayer of salvation with me in the foyer. He lifted his hands and he gave his heart to the Lord. Now, the reason I tell that story isn't because it's, it's just so cool, but like it is, give glory to God. But because in that moment, I realized I don't ever want to ignore you, Lord. If I ignore you, there is a huge cost. When you are obedient and when you are faithful, it, is so, it was so much more joy for me than it was even for him because I was just so happy that his life had been changed and saved. And it's about the one. It's about stopping for that one. Has everyone got their little cards now? Woo. Um, I, I kept thinking and I had this... Um, kind of activity on my heart and it's a little bit primary school but I'm kind of okay with it um, that God really wants us to start praying for the one 
and being faithful with that. And it's not, um, we always need to be praying for the lost, but I feel like sometimes in life there's just that one person that we so want to know God and we're so desperate for them to know the Father and maybe it's like a spouse or maybe it's a, um, a sibling or a person that you work with and you just feel like they're so far from God but you want them to be so close and we need to be actually faithful as Christians and obedient to pray for them. And so these cards, it says, one more, Lord, and I want you in your time to make a note and to write the person's name and please go home, stick it somewhere that you can see, put it in your wallet and every day be faithful. I'm going to pop mine on my mirror at home and every day when I'm getting ready for work, I'm going to pray for that person. So I'm going to invite the keys up and I want to have a few minutes of reflection where you can actually fill this card out and then we're going to pray for it. Um, together but really think about who's that one person that one soul that one life that really really needs Jesus and we just need to be faithful and pray for them and um, even leading up to conference like who can we invite to conference who can we pray for this week thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.